Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. A lot of ups and downs on the list you cannot see, so we're going to get right into it. Do you want the good news or the bad news? Well, we're going to flip a coin to decide. Hey Siri. So the reason you did not hear what the answer was, was because it also triggered that digital assistant on my computer as well, which stopped the recording process. Uh, it was heads, which means bad news first, which is nice because then we'll end on a uh, high point. So yesterday I got word that my uncle passed away. Um, I was at work, unfortunately. Um, obviously, I, I didn't just hop on a plane like I had originally said I was going to. I talked to my cousin uh, back and forth. We were texting while I was at work. Uh, I know I had a coworker who's like, you're never on your phone at work. What is going on? And I'm like, my uncle just passed away and I'm, you know, it's like, I got to go call a couple family members and I've got to, I'm texting my cousin and they're like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, luckily it was slow. So it didn't really impact my job uh, performance rather, but yeah, he passed away and, uh, they're making the arrangements. It's going to be at least 10 days while they cremate him. Uh, they're going to have a service. I don't know when I'll be going to that. I don't know if I'll be going to the burial in Kansas because I, if I ended up, and the pipes agree, if I ended up in Kansas, it would be by accident. Uh, it's just a boring state. Uh, I've got a friend who wants to move there, and I'm like, why? And he's like, because, like, you know, apartments are cheap. I'm like, yeah, but there's nothing to do. You know, you burn through, I would imagine, like, their downtown areas. In, you know, a matter of maybe months. So, uh, anyway. Um, and they have to wait for the ground to thaw in Kansas as well. So, like I said, um, I'll be going to the service, which I imagine is in Phoenix. While, you know, I'll be going, obviously, to grieve, it would be nice to actually take a little bit of a vacation. So, eh, so there's that. Uh, my cousin's doing all right. I'm going to reach out to him Later today or tomorrow, you know, kind of give them a little while to start processing. Um, I know, I know how difficult it was to deal with not only the emotional um, side of things, but also the estate side of things. Uh, as you've heard the last couple of weeks, that I'm still dealing with that. So, and I know that like it's just it's hard. He's going to be consoling my aunt, his mother, and he's going to be you know grieving as well. And then on top of that, you have. You got to start processing all of the beneficiary stuff and IRAs and bank accounts. I mean, luckily, they were my aunt and uncle were still married uh, at the time. Uh, whereas, you know, my dad and mother haven't—they've been divorced. I don't even have a physical memory of them being married. Uh, they've always been divorced, you know, in my life. So there was no like, oh, you know, it just goes to the wife and makes it a lot easier. It was like I wasn't the beneficiary on anything. There was no significant other, which that did make it easier on some level. But, you know, going through that pretty much alone um, sucked. Um, I'm glad that he's got my aunt. I'm glad that she's got him. Uh, but like I said, I'm going to give him at least a couple of days. Because then, like, you know... Then you have to start, like I said, like looking at the estate stuff and getting thing, get everything in order and what do we need with the clothes, stuff like that. So, but, you know, and obviously, like I talked about last week, you know, it's, it's, I'm grieving. Um, we weren't super close, but he was one of my favorite uncles on my dad's side. He was my dad's older brother. And I remember he was just this kind of, he was a big guy. He was tall, um, just this kind of 
gentle giant when I was a kid. And one of my favorite memories of him that I want to share on the show is I must have been, I don't know, 10 or 11. Uh, and he and my aunt, my cousin, came out to visit my dad and I um, and other family. Uh, he had two brothers here at the time, my dad and my uncle Mark. And uh, he had rented this big Lincoln Town car. And uh, it was after a soccer game that I was playing in. Yes, this was another ill-fated attempt of my parents to get me into sports. It didn't take. And Tom's like, oh, Doug, like, why don't you drive? Ha, ha, ha. And, you know, I was excited. I was a little kid. Like, oh, I get to drive a car, right? And obviously everyone thought, like, oh, he's going to sit, like, on Tom's lap. Um and Tom's going to work the pedals, and Doug's going to have his hands on the wheel, but, like, Tom's going to have his hands on the wheel, like, lower and, you know, kind of subtly so that Doug actually thinks he's driving. So, you know, he's like, okay, let's go. And <laughs> uh, about, I don't know, 30 seconds into driving, uh, I curb it. Uh, just, you know, I don't know how to drive. I'm 10. And that's when everyone in the car realizes Tom is actually letting me drive. And my mother flips the fuck out. Uh, and I remember just everyone laughing except my mom, who was like, anxiety was like, oh, my God, like, what do you you can't let a 10 year old drive. And he's like, he's fine. And she's like, yeah, oh, no, 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 no. We're not putting all of our lives in Doug's hands. And to this day, I think she's right um, even now. So that, like, it was just a fun memory and um, I'll cherish it. So. Uh Let's get into Fire of Doing. Uh, that way I can get some segues in. Uh, poetry Fire of Doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm working on another couple poems for, for Wifey. Um, there's a few that I'm just, uh, you know, I, I talked to last week. I was kind of using them as like therapy writing. So, and there was one where I, ha- I just had the title and then I started writing it yesterday and I got like three stanzas in. I was like, oh, I love this. So uh, I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm trying to think what they're. If I got the titles up in front of me, I don't. But I do now. Uh, one of them is called Burning in Paradise. There's one that I've been working on the longest right now. It's called Northernmost. Uh, there's uh, one that I don't know what is in it, but it's called Time Bomb Smile. And then the last one that I only had the title and then I started writing yesterday is called Your Weather Balloon Got Lost in the Mail. Uh, a very, it's it's very, um, I don't know if you crossed like Terry Pratchett with um, Charles Bukowski which I know is a very odd combination. Uh, but yeah, Poetry Fire Doing, I've been really excited about that. Uh, Hammond Fire of Doing, I finished episode three of the third season. Uh, it turned out really well. Like I said, those are really hard one uh, writings that went really dark, and then I had to kind of pull it back out of that dark tailspin. But I'm really excited. I was texting uh, Kate, the main voice of the narrator on I Hate Kathy Hammond, and I was like, hey, just so you know, I haven't forgotten you. Um, I've just been really busy, and I'm like ha- almost halfway through, you know, with the the season, and where it's going to be like a really fast recording session. And she goes great, um, and then she told me to watch The Witcher, and I was like, no, I just don't have the time. And to be perfectly honest, I never read the books, and I th- the games were too dense. Uh, I tried playing th- the third one, which I got like the the complete edition. And I didn't even hit the campaign. Like, I started riding a horse to go meet a guy, and I stopped in this tavern, and they have, like, a mini game, like a card game, like, almost like Magic the Gathering called Gwent. And I sat there for an hour and a half playing a card game in a video game and went, fuck this game. So there you go. There's my history with The Witcher. 
But things that I won't say fuck you to are buying tickets to go see Patton Oswalt, one of my favorite comedians. I am so excited. Um, I spent a little more than I wanted to, but that's fine, uh, because I wanted to get as close to Orchestra Center of the theater so we'd uh, have great seats. I bought two seats. Why did I buy two seats? Uh, Because it's going to be me and wifey. I am so I'm actually more excited to see her outside of her job than I am to see Pat Oswalt. Like I cannot wait to just actually spend fucking time with her, and I can't wait to give her her present tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but next week. Um, I'm I'm so excited. I I don't want her to open it in front of me. I I I want I want to actually feel the anticipation of letting her get home and settled, and then she opens it and goes, "Oh my god," uh, and will probably text me or call me. Immediately, So I am so excited for uh, what's going to be really our first official date. What else have I got? Man, I'm, I'm, this is, I thought I was going to go a little longer than this. Oh, I still have TIG. Okay. So, and then another thing was, this is really cool. Uh, This is another high point thing. So because of COVID, you know, we have less hours at work and my benefits were set to expire. And I had HR look into that and she was like, there's nothing we can do. I said, well, I have this exception thing from last year. Maybe I can have my boss sign a new one. And I was talking to him about that. And he goes, let me see what I can do. I'll email benefits for you and kind of cut through a lot of the red tape that you'd run into. And I said, I appreciate that. And he went to bat for me. And they were like, well, really, that's like a one-off thing. And he's like, look, this kid's a rock star. And they're like, well, does he call in? Is he late? And he's like, he's never been late in almost six years. Um, he always shows up early. He's never called out. Um, he's a hard worker. We couldn't do it without him. And they went, okay, we'll make an exception again. So I've got benefits, which is great because right before they were set to expire, I had an eye exam that was going to cost like everything with like new contacts and blah, blah, blah. We're going to be triple digit. And with my insurance, it was only $28 for everything. Fucking awesome. So I'm so glad that um, I've got a boss who actually cares enough to go to bat for me. So super excited for that. And then lastly, things I Googled, I'm going to do this out of order because I really want to talk about the first one last because it's really funny. Uh, David Mack art. Uh, yeah, there's a comic book artist and writer named David Mack. I'm a huge fan of his uh, work. Uh, there are a few pieces I've done digitally that have been heavily influenced by him. Um, I've done menu designs that were heavily influenced by him. Check him out. He's done uh, Daredevil. His um, own book, Kabuki, is gorgeous. Um, And I was looking him up because they've introduced Echo uh, on the Hawkeye series on Disney+. And there were a whole bunch of nods to David Mack's uh, art, like the tattoo on um, Echo's dad's neck is like a reoccurring design element. That's the word I was looking for last week. Element. Design element um, from him, from his art. Uh, the uh, Alfred uh, Alfred Packer Grill. I was looking that up because and who he is, is he was the first person in the Colorado Territory to be tried and convicted of cannibalism. Uh, the CU, uh, the Colorado of University Boulder, their cafeteria is named after him, which I was looking up because I'm like, I don't know why I was talking. Oh, I was talking about Cannibal the Musical, which is by the guys who did South Park. And it's about Alfred Packer. And um, I was like, there's no way, like, the heads of the college did that. Um, and I looked it up, and it was like, obviously, it was like students, like, like suggested it, and it became like a movement, and then there you go. Uh, and the 
I think they're like the motto is like, come have a friend for lunch or something like that. Like it's really funny. Um, and then lastly, speaking of things that I Googled that are funny, spit roast. I mean, not just a way to cook meat. So wifey and I were talking. I don't know why we were talking, how this got brought up, but she said something about spit roast. And I went, she goes, do you know what a spit roast is? Or like, do you know? Oh, she goes, she goes, do you know the position where like there's like two guys and a girl? And I went, well, other than being a threesome or menage a trois, um, I said the Eiffel Tower. And she goes, no, that's uh, not it. And I said, well, let's, you know, go to, uh, she goes, it's kind of like a spit roast. And I'm like, what the fuck is a spit roast? So basically it's an Eiffel Tower, uh, but without the high five. So uh, the person in the middle is um, being orally uh, 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 blowing someone. Uh, and then the um, uh, middle person is also being penetrated either vaginally or um, anally. So there you go. I learned something new. I didn't know that was called a spit roast. But when the two guys high five uh, over her, it's called an Eiffel Tower as well. So hopefully that was just as enlightening as I hoped it was. Uh, but that's it. That's the list you cannot see. So from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my acute mental neuroses. Ups and downs and sexual positions, which I guess you could say is just kind of the same thing. Addition. Good night, Internet. If you've liked what you've heard, listen and subscribe to our other shows like No Applause, Just the Clap, PETA's and Honey Bunch's Pop Culture Spectacular, Fear Agents, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and www.bacnpodcast.com. Oh, yeah.